down in history, that's okay. I come from a long line of strong women, and my legacy will live on in my daughters. So when people ask me what I do, I tell them I'm a mom, a nurturer. I usually don't mention that I have worked behind the scenes as part of a team that has built several successful companies that now employ thousands, or was an Ivy League graduate with a 3.998 grade point average. And I am also a granddaughter. Every week I drive two hours from my small Midwestern town to an even smaller Midwestern village to visit with my 99-year-old gran one of my dearest friends. She is a hero, born in 1917. What most would never have suspected if they saw me about my day is that for nearly two decades, I was in a violent marriage. To be honest, for over a decade, I had not allowed myself to recognize the fact that I was being abused. During one of the most painful moments in my marriage, I created a ritual for myself that became a source of great comfort. Recently, a doctor at the Mayo Clinic said after a routine physical that his only recommendation would be for me to tell others about it. He told me that what I did was actually quite profound and that it had a lot in common with mindfulness and meditation used to heal trauma and it deserved to be shared. Of course, I didn't know anything about that when I started. I was just doing something to soothe my soul. I want to share it here not because I'm an expert, but precisely because I am not. Our impression of domestic abuse doesn't match reality. My relationship didn't start off violent. I had known my former spouse since childhood. We were next-door neighbors, friends for over a decade. Even as the abuse in our marriage began, there was still much good in the day-to-day living. I stayed in our marriage because of the hope that I could change it back to the way it was when we were kids. Hope is a curious thing. It can work for us or against us, help us overcome the seemingly insurmountable, but it kept me heading down an unhealthy path with the hope that things would get better if only I tried hard enough. My life was normal by outward appearances, birthday parties, evening meals at the dinner table, church, but lurking under the surface were moments like when I was pregnant with our first child and he grabbed me by the hair with both hands and attempted to force me in line with his desires. That was the first injury to my neck, requiring weeks to heal. I made him promise to never do that again. He said he wouldn't. Normal life resumed, swimming lessons for the kids, going to the library, summer vacations, camping. And then he partially dislocated my shoulder for the first time. The arm sling I wore was my own private scarlet letter of shame. He said the problem wasn't his, it had to do with me because he loved me so much. I felt that I was the strong one helping him overcome his insecurities. It took a long time to face the truth. Our minds have a way of telling us that we should have worked harder or left the relationship earlier. We are our own worst critics. Plus, I had never failed at anything. I was not going to humiliate myself in front of everyone by admitting that I couldn't keep our marriage together. 
I berated myself, but I felt like my arm was caught in a hornet's nest. If I pulled it out and left him, he would only get more angry. If I left my arm in, the pain would continue, but it would mostly be mine. Our children wouldn't have their lives disrupted, and there was always the hope that things could change for the better. When things began to unravel for me because I was leaving my marriage, there was a massive move of people in my life toward the exit door. Being left out of social gatherings didn't really bother me. The hardest part for me personally was when my daughters were shunned. The loneliness was profound. There aren't a lot of divorced people in my social circle. People flow away from those who are different or for situations that are awkward. I think in my case, it was hard for people to know how to help because providing support just seemed messy. And looking back, those who were the most critical oftentimes were avoiding dealing with the